Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Betsperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive, officially off-season, which means we get to talk about whatever the fuck we want. And uh, it was my choice, uh, and... So we're talking about NBA, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of well, dominating a lot of my week this week as I'm kind of going through and thinking hard about my ready. numbers, starting to think about matchups, starting to think about prices. In this episode, we're going to talk a lot of like the lay of the land currently, um, and we're going to go through an exercise where Andy's going to pick specific matchups at specific stages, and I'm going to give him my fares, uh, and we can talk through you know whether those will actually manifest you know, what we might we, have to do too. Yeah, so good. Um, because you know, we're getting to the stretch run here. Once we get to April, we're gonna have some more. Uh, and yes, we will. Anyone who's worried, we will talk plenty of draft, combine, free agency, oh, coaches, yes. scheme changes. Uh, we have a lot of time for that. But we're gonna we're gonna dabble in whatever we want. And I, I think maybe we'll re-release a couple of the good NBA mm-hmm. episodes from last year. Yeah. Once we get closer to the playoffs, the one we did the shipper that was great. Yes. Um. Just a really good conversation. He had a lot of good insights on that. Um, some good old ones with Spooner. Yeah, there, we did. So we've done some good NBA ones. No thanks to me, but and and truthfully, so I haven't watched an entire NBA game yet this year. Like Even though your start, team's in first from start to I've I've caught some Timberwolves. I'm not going <laughs> to say I, I'm like avoiding it, but I haven't sat down and watched an entire. Uh, you know, NBA game. I haven't gone to one yet. We're gonna well with football. I don't have time, but I'm, I'm yeah. gonna try to make it up to a couple games yet. Hey, I had dinner with Shipper by the way in Las Vegas uh, at Momofuku at the Cosmopolitan. Oh. Absolutely a great time. Uh, although he and Jay were drowning their sorrows for the Demar Hamlin loss, and it was uh, that was something. Yeah, I don't want to like <laughs> call him out because he's a nice no, guy. And I, yeah. But like when when Matthew Barry like reposted that the other day, like, Matthew, that's just mean at this point. Yeah. Like it's a good tweet and it's funny for everyone but Jay and his family. <laughs> Like they won, but it goes like the difference between a six-figure night and a seven-figure night was the demo- was specifically Joe Flacco winning comeback player of the year. So that was a tough yeah. one. A couple, um, people, a couple of people took it in the shorts there, but back yeah. back to my my original point in the yeah. NBA. So I said, all right, Drew wants to do an NBA thing. I have all this golf stuff I'm prepping for Mexico. I have all this football stuff I'm working on <laughs> in the back end. I'm like, I'm gonna take like an hour and catch up on the NBA. What the fuck? What the fuck would I do that? Like, I'm just gonna read like this an article, it. like this is the uh, hour. second half, second half, like storyline, so I can kind of sound like no. I'm like I'm gonna come in here like some of you guys are, where you spent the last six months very focused on football. Hmm. I'm not saying I'm gonna go bet a bunch of NBA or build an NBA player level model, but I'm I'm gonna let you catch me up a lot more. So I'm coming in super blind, I, and I'm not, I'm not you know, living under a stone. I know, yes, the Timberwolves are good. The Clippers have been good. The Thunder, um, obviously, the, the East is a little more, a little less wide open at the top. I think there's just the one team kind of uh, mm. kind of trouncing around. There's some good teams in the East. We'll get into that. But, yeah. Hey, I'm, well, uh, before before we get into that, um, Jalati wants to know, one shot, one kill for Mexico. Carl, you on? Carl, you know, you know it's Johnny. It's Johnny Vegas. <laughs> oh, it is Johnny. Johnny Vegas. He's playing himself back into form. Johnny Vegas, like okay. he kind of a shitty putter, but man, he hits the ball so hard. He hits the ball just club head speed for miles, and he can hit his long irons like, like you know, crack of the bat shit. Yeah. Where it just flies. I've stood very close to him when he's hit his his irons. 
he's just such a strong swinger. Mm-hmm. That's a, is that a nobody nobody uses terminology like that, I guess. Sure. But I'm I'm going yeah, to. You got pretty close with your Zalatoris call last week. That was uh, close. Uh, if only close you could put. Yeah, and uh, I mean, uh, been, was just. Well, what what are you gonna do in Matsuyama? What are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, yeah. That was my. Uh, geez, that got dark, Andy, in my head. I was gonna say I watched Oppenheimer on the way out. It's karma, <laughs> karma for enjoying that movie, I guess. There you go. That's exactly yeah, what it is. But yeah, Matsuyama went nuts. That was a, yeah. it's a really good one. And, that, and that's a, that's a different kind of tournament. This is hit the ball yeah. a long ways. Be good we're, with your long yeah. irons. We're about a month away the from them. We're about a couple weeks away from them honoring the shit out of that movie in Los Angeles. So it was only fitting that, uh, that Matsuyama went nuclear in Los Angeles uh, as, a, yeah, as a pre prelude. Yeah. You're not super. I feel like you're well traveled enough where you've dealt with this, though. In cold weather cities, we had to de ice before departing for San mm-hmm. Francisco. Yeah. So sometimes the line is just long. So legitimately, we left 45 minutes later than we were slated to. Oh, yeah. So sure. I was able to watch all of Oppenheimer and all of Dunkirk on the flight out. And, then, you, the, and then the flight back was like. Age well for you? Dunkirk was good. Yeah, aged well. Like, have you, had you seen it before? I, I had, but I didn't. Okay. I felt like I was doing one of those where you're kind of half-ass watching it on your phone. Yeah, I saw Dunkirk in the IMAX, and I saw it at home the second time, and I loved it the second time. I was like, that was kind of that, that kind of convinced me not, not to fuck with the IMAX for Oppenheimer. So a good airplane Oppenheimer. play. Yeah. Okay. Like it's a, it's a good airplane movie. I wouldn't <laughs> have gone. This guy to shot it on seventy millimeter IMAX or something specifically yeah, I know. to watch it on a big screen with the sound, and you're like, loved it on the airplane. <laughs> well, it's like, oh yeah, you, amazing. You, you know, you know what you really amazing. need in seventy yes. millimeter, and with the, the high end sound yes. in the IMAX, you need congressional hearings. Yes, that's that's what you know. That's what I want. No, I'm, this no. this would be like this would be like you telling me that uh, dude, we had a great time in Napa. The Josh that you get there is even better than the Josh <laughs> that you get at the Josh. It's like, dude, you're in Napa. Uh, no, but uh, how was your trip to Napa? Out of curiosity. Good. You now you, you now you got up to the first stage of sommelier ex, uh, of expertise. You're a psalm one. Understand why you need to be from. Somalia to understand wine. Yeah, <laughs> we we had some good tastings. Um, I and I will say I am going to the IMAX theater Sunday. I have a single ticket in the middle of the theater to watch Dune too. Oh, so uh, that's gonna be sick. Chastity belt, so I don't get weird with the uh, popcorn bucket. But <laughs> no, uh, uh, shout out to my brother who's not a listener of the podcast, so it doesn't matter. I can say fuck you, Tim. Uh, little bit of OCD. Now I'm going to talk shit about him. A little okay. bit of OCD over, like he had the trip planned, all the tastings like prepaid and like spaced out pretty decent and left rooms for lunch. And he made reservations well ahead of time for some restaurants every night. And then just like, hey, here's a, I'll Venmo you for half. I got the car. I got the house. I got everything. It was kind of like I'm a fucking travel agent for free. Because he didn't take a commission. So good job by him. We went to a bunch of good places. Like I said, Cake Bread, Duck Horn was nice. Awesome. Uh, Close to Vol was uh, small but good. Claude Duval, yeah. Claude Duval, uh, it means valley within a valley. Because that's uh, the the beauty of the valley. I uh, loved all those places we saw. Yeah, the, you guys hit some of the high, high, You What's hit some the of cave? the big names. Those are uh, some big names. The cave I can't think of now. Uh, Pine, oh, Pine Ridge. Ridge. Yeah, Pine Ridge. Yeah, Pine Ridge was cool, but the uh, wine was mid. 
Um, mm-hmm. Some good eats. Ate at the sushi place downtown. <laughs> ate at one of the ate at one of the Italian places. That, like it's just downtown Napa is nice. All it's all big reds. I, I did some. I did like I said. I did some. I did some whites here and there, but mostly okay. it's just like eighty percent cabs and then twenty percent um, Malbec Merlot and a few okay. a few blends and then like one or two glasses of white when we were downtown. But yeah, I can't recommend that enough. If you have a, uh, when I take the missus on a trip, just get drunk and eat. What was their favorite spot? I th- she liked cake bread a lot too. Oh yeah, okay, cool. They just great, uh, you know, great. We just had a great tour guide, and the wine was good, and it was the first one, so you're not like wined out by that point yet. Yeah, we okay. did. We did. We did go to that uh, that grocery store in Rutherford. Yeah, where there's just like a Mexican counter in the back of the store where they just make like fresh. The sunshine market or something. Yeah, La, La Luna. You sing sun, it's moon. Yeah, that was Got very, it. very good. But I'm glad I'm home. I'm glad. And I did buy it. I'll wear the hat next time. I should have brought the hat. I did buy a just ridiculous hat. That's what I do on vacation. Well, farm, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a pretty fun experience. I'm glad you got to go. I'm glad you had fun. Yeah, um, I haven't been there in a few years. It's uh, it's, It hasn't changed. It's still there. Yeah, they got some good stuff right now. They're pouring some good stuff. If you do go, definitely ask for the 2018s. In my opinion, they're ready to drink that's, now. That's what we got. Um, that's why cake bread was good. I think because we got. Oh yeah, Fuck like yeah. we got a reserve 18 at the end. Dude, it's like, oh, this is the best. <laughs> He's like, oh, what? This is the best one I've had all. Oh, this is the best one I'm gonna have all year, probably. <laughs> As it's probably what's that? 150 dollars. Oh, oh, I do want to shit on one, Peju. Oh yeah, which I like their wine, but they for some reason just don't do. It's only reserved tastings. You can't walk in there and just like the last time we were out, we just there's a couch out in the the vineyard. You just sit on the couch and have a wine. Can't do that anymore. So we drove all the way over there and they're like, oh, you can't do that. Need a so reservation. Just, yeah. yeah, that is actually um, if you are, find yourself next time. Yeah, there's a couple places that still have it the old way that I that I try to make sure I give them my business when I'm up there because I appreciate that. Um, I'll send you those. I, I like I like the joints that do the little tasting rooms downtown too. Sure, so go try oh, a yeah, few, and, cool. and like yeah. maybe I want to go out to this winery. So yeah, and like I, maybe I don't want a flight. Maybe you just pour me a whole glass of something that I know that I want that I've you know that I will like. But uh, yeah, that's cool, man. What's, um, what is the one that starts with M? Longer name, uh, Macamus or Macamus, uh, something uh, like that. My my uh, my Camus. Why is it? Yeah, my account. Whatever. It's it's right off first. It's like that's like the OG boutique wine. Yeah. This is gonna be the weirdest recommendation because it's not gonna be wine. And I have three other parties who could who would swear on the Bible and attest to this. We went in there, just got flights of, you know, some big reds, like you said. But they also, as most do, will give you water. Mm-hmm. It was the best water I've ever had in my entire life. And to the point where we asked the guy about it, like, are you fucking with us? This is like imported and you're putting it in your, you know, in your big, he's like, no, man. He's like, this is just local water. We do some filtration and we hit it with the UV lights. I don't understand. Like the whole rest of the trip, we talked about that. We, uh, every time we'd go everywhere else, we'd be like, oh, this water's so, so fucking mid compared to that place. (laughs) None of the waters lived up to that place. It was the first place we started. So incredible. Um, Yeah. If you're in the discord, uh, I'll, I'll, if you have any questions yeah, about that, the next, I, in there for uh, we'll sure. have a little, little more time via text 
But uh, yeah, we'll get into the NBA. When do the playoffs start, Drew? Oh, before we'll record, quick before okay. moving off, uh, I thought of something funny. Um, you said you're going to Dune and you're going to wear uh, a chest suit, so that you're not you it's not because you're because you're going to buy the the Dune popcorn thing, which looks like a flashlight. Uh, that was that, and that was the background of that joke. If you're wondering what in the fuck we're talking about, um, rather than chassis belt, uh, cosplay, man, wear the Sting uh, cod piece. <sighs> I mean, that's basically that basically is a chastity belt. That thing is what uh, it's steel, right? It's definitely metal. Are we um, are we mixing yeah. David and Dennis here? Uh, is that is that okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't that, know. Hey, I mean, man. It's, hey, it's, Dune. Dune canon fandom. Is canon. Dune fandom. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. There's uh there's no wrong way to celebrate Dune. Uh, from what I can tell you, uh, hopefully there'll be some more worms in this one. Um. All right, man. Let's talk some NBA for real. Uh, we're 13 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> we've talked wine we've talked movies uh it's the off season guys welcome, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. patrick says um, i can't think of anything nerdier than dressing up for a movie so one final one final well, note. if you own a sting cod piece you yeah. might as well wear it i don't think david lynch would care um so i went uh our our cruise line of choice is the disney cruises okay and i will go on record saying the the parks are worse than anything dante described like it is hell on earth even if you have fast pass i do not care for the parks epcot i can live with but the the, the cruise lines are very well staffed it's just perfect like the, the level of service is so good and the kids love it because okay. I, have, I have children yeah we're going again drink. Yeah. yeah we're going again this year um do they overserve? so remember disney bought star wars yeah and every cruise ship has two movie theaters, which you okay. just, it's awesome. It's just free. You just walk into the movies and watch movies whenever you want, obviously, if they're on. And it was one of the newer, the third trilogy of the Star Wars was playing in there. And they had, like it was the first cruise ship where they had a Star Wars day at sea. And there were so many fucking people dressed up, like not that didn't work there, like grown ass people who did not bring kids. And just showed up yeah. because they, they needed to be on the first Disney Star Wars cruise, like very high level outfits. Like, I shit think was they made a really rule good. at Disneyland you're not allowed to dress up anymore. If you're well, I mean, this was on a boat, it was different. Um, <laughs> it's, it's international waters, right? Yeah, oh, good god, yeah, there's, there's no rules. It was, it was something, it was <laughs> oh, like, Jesus. I'm uncomfortable around you people. Oh like my Star god, Wars. oh my god. Um, was Should we even do NBA today? Was just, what was the was the cruise ship like Job of the Hut? Was it a Job of the Hut yacht themed, you know, kind of thing on the they, top? And they had they had like uh, phalanx isn't the right word for it, but like formations of stormtroopers like marching down the halls <laughs> randomly. Like it was kind of intimidating. Like fuck, am I in trouble? Like, but I mean, they just for effect, it was awesome. Like it, it was cool, incredible. All right. Um, well, if you're so, I guess if you're if you have, I guess what was what was the alcohol situation? Did they serve? Oh yeah. Okay, good. All right, yeah. I mean, that's why Epcot is good, right? Because you can oh, drink yeah. around you the world. Just get fucked, yeah. fucked up at Epcot. Yeah. That's you I'm just saying. go to the beer garden and yeah. let let the kids do whatever the rides are. I guess. Um, all right, man. Good times. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up the NBA standings <laughs> so I can get an yes. idea. If I had to uh, guess, how many games have been played? I was gonna say sixty. Uh, uh, I think 50, you're 55. a little low. 55. Yeah, that's a little little high. I mean, uh, we're at 50, yeah, 55. We got uh, 27-ish wow. games left uh, per team. Um, things are, it's pretty balanced schedule, right? I don't think there's any teams that have like huge 
uh, differences um, with uh, games remaining. But uh, we got a lot of information, a lot of data on these teams, uh, and uh, you know, I'll just kind of you know give you a snapshot of where we are. Uh, talking about some of the advanced stats, if you're interested, um, you want to guess who the best team in the NBA is by net rating? Celtics. Yeah, and you want to guess by how much? Um, what are, what is your net rating in? Uh, What's the scale for net rating? Okay, so net rating is offensive rating. Yep, yep. Minus defensive rating. Defensive are- rating is average is is efficiency. So it's yep. points per 100 possessions okay. for your offense and your Okay, both and, both of those. Yes, and so, and so by, by the way, by, like, by four points, three. Oh, very good, very good guess. Yeah, three. Uh, just about three exactly over the over your timber timber puppies uh, who are number two right now. Oklahoma City third. The Cavaliers have launched themselves into fourth after a really lackluster start, so they are the hottest team in the NBA going. Um, and uh, the Clippers round out the top five. Um, the um, there is a pretty decent disconnect between the favorites uh, for conferences and the um, and the net rating, right? You notice in the top five, we didn't mention the Nuggets. They're pretty far down the net rating actually right now. They're they're number ten. Uh, they would be, I think, sixth in the Western Conference so far based on performance, which is kind of telling you what you need to know about that team, which is they DJJ DGAF uh, so far this season. They're just kind of just you know all, chiefs in it they're chiefs in it they're pulling out enough to win uh yeah. trying to stay healthy not really like necessarily engaged which you know we can talk about the merits of that in a little bit but uh, a plus three net rating for the nuggets is kind of pedestrian honestly um basically this exact same team last year let me see what they ended up with i'm pretty sure they were the number one net rated team and it was like, like how many games has, uh, uh, has uh oh no actually the nuggets were six actually the nuggets are pretty close to where they were last year actually so i take it back so they're basically doing what they did last year but everybody else up. seems to be playing a little bit better um i guess what's interesting to me is that uh you know across the league offensive efficiency is like all time high all time right like you yeah, had all the guys scoring 70 points yeah you remember uh back in the day like uh what was, what was the best uh regular season nba team you remember this isn't even a trick question it's pretty recent i mean it, it would have been one of the warriors teams yeah what, war, like 73 60, win warriors 17 yeah. When was yeah. that? 73 win Warriors. Yeah. Um, that was a good you know. team. Now, granted, they added Kevin Durant the next year and were even better. I was uh, going to say, it's the Durant team. Right? <laughs> but uh, just the way that they performed in the yeah. regular season. Um, that team, offensive efficiency-wise, would be about middle of the pack this year. Um, considering how much the league has <laughs> uh, improved uh, in terms of being able to generate points on offense. Um, this is not even a defensive effort thing. It's literally just running better offense and creating better opportunities and having a better idea using analytics, where to have players on the floor, which players thrive doing what roles, and uh, just an in, you know an increased uh, ability of like guys who can handle the ball and create offense mm-hmm. and like it's just a, we're in the golden age of NBA offense. Um, in my opinion, people, people uh, figured out spacing. Yeah, spacing is now. Yeah, there was there was teams yeah. two three years ago where I remember, yeah, you know, I'm I'm not making this analysis. This is me, you know, parroting things that Drew was getting mad about. Where be teams like, hey, you have the right players, and you just your your scheme fucking sucks. You haven't figured out anything. You're running these, you know, for whatever formations plays where there's no spacing, and you're taking a mid range jumper, like yeah. you're in you know 2006. Uh, my other, t- I have well, I'll, I'll ask questions, but finish your thoughts on that. 
Yeah. So basically, like, kind of to, to put a bow on it, um, the Celtics are on pace right now to have an offensive efficiency this year that's 121 plus. Um, last year's Sacramento Kings set the all time record at 119. The year before, I think, was the record was set by the Utah Jazz at like 116. Uh, so the freaking the ceiling of like offense is just getting completely ripped off. Uh, the roof, so here. that it'll be even funnier when they lose to the Heat and six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Heat, uh, is, yeah, uh they're, in a, they're in a tough spot right now. Um, but you know, this is this all begs the question, which is like, what do you do with these numbers? How do you weave them into well, uh, that, that's my question about yeah. defense? It's like it does take two to tango, yeah, and you sure. know, we, we, all, we always do this in the NFL where it's like, all right, hey, these especially Mahomes, but we'll lump in some other good offenses like they're doing this. So too high safeties, too high shell. You know, it's always a chess match. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the chess masters within the game, within drive. Sometimes it's several years between moves. And we see, you know, not only the defensive coordinators and schemers, the coaches putting these things together, and then the offense is obviously adjust. Usually it's not the offense is adjusting to them, but Kendall makes a rule change. <laughs> has to figure out again but you know it does go back and forth and that's where i'm wondering about the defense is that that'll be my take from what i've watched highlight wise there's only two people playing defense in the league and they're both french <laughs> that's a very good take man uh it's not about playing defense but there's two 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 players that are excelling at rim protection uh and if you have an you know an absurd rim protector with the length of a go bear or a wemby that kind of chastity belts. <laughs> if you if you've got uh yeah if you've got protection uh then um you know that kind of unlocks just better team defense overall uh sure. your your uh, Timberwolves are kind of the um standout defensively their defensive rating is uh 108.8 uh which is uh what uh, 8 points uh, better than league average, which is kind of it's actually it's only seven points. Seven points better than league average, but that's a huge delta between the best defense and the average defense. Um, and actually, now that I'm looking at all the ratings, like uh, not just the Celtics are taking the roof off, but the Pacers are right there, the Clippers are right there, the Thunder are right there. There's six teams that I think would beat that would break the all-time efficiency record if these numbers hold, um, which is just you know pretty amazing. Um, other kind of just general observations. Uh, a lot of the, um, I don't know, like you know, we haven't even mentioned the Bucks yet. <clears throat> the Bucks were effectively co-favorites to start the uh, the season in the Eastern Conference with the Celtics. No one really. There was pretty clear split between like the you know the vibes handicappers and the numbers guys as far as what the um you know the bucks roster shuffling was going to do um and uh the bucks are kind of an interesting story of you know in and of themselves because they have taken apart their point of attack defense by moving on from Drew Holiday but in doing so they bring in Dame Lillard who has you know given them a much higher ceiling offensively so they've made a bet on just being able to kind of have end of series, end of game, offensive dominance with uh, Giannis and and, uh, and Lillard on the floor. Um, and so far, the results don't look great. Uh, they're winning, but they're underperforming their, you know, their expectations by a decent amount. Uh, I don't think that's shooting luck. I think it's just a little bit of an imbalanced roster. They fired their coach already. I don't know if you heard about this, but uh, Adrian Griffin, who replaced Bud, you know, Mike Budenholzer, uh, already gone. Uh, even though he had an absurd winning percentage, you know, you're you're muted, Andy. 
<laughs> there, there was somebody outside that was being loud. Um, if NBA news is big enough to have lots of memes, I'm yeah. on it. Like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> especially when it's around Glenn, dude. Yeah, I guess let's let's take a quick. Uh, uh, what do they call the little? Uh, you know, the thing that train goes off a siding. You know, a little side rail here. A little, sure. little, uh, little, little conversation. Okay. Uh, the quote about how he's like, oh, I was surprised they even called me. If you're his agent, do you like that or hate that? Because <sighs> I went back and forth. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Why are you saying this? I mean, it was a weird situation because he was, well, he was getting paid as a consultant to help the existing coach kind of get his feet under him, mm -hmm. right? That'd be like if you, uh, if you hired uh, Gerard Mayo and then, you know, well, the Patriots is a bad example. It'd be like if you, if you, it's like if you hired a new regime with a really untested, unproven commodity and Dave Canales for the Panthers, and then you as a middle owner bring in Belichick to help consult with, Dave Canales, and then, you know, even though you're winning games third of the way through the season, you're like, you know what? As long as we have Belichick here, let's just put him in charge. And you fire Canales and put, you know, Belichick in charge. And then Belichick is out there saying, I didn't even see this coming. Do you um, have a theory on the reasoning? It felt like, because at first I went and looked at the records because I, I knew, you know, I knew that the, the Dave signing was big and they were going to be a forced in the East. We talked about that. So yeah. I went and looked at the records. I'm like, oh man, did I miss this? Are they like, Eighth in the fucking East or something. <laughs> I'm like, like how is why did he get fired? He's good. Like, did someone well, his guts? No, I mean, I, I think they when you have a really inexperienced coach like that, it's a delicate situation, and the players mm -hmm. lost lost confidence pretty quickly. And I like the reality was the the correct take in the moment after Dame Lillard got traded to the Blazers. I mean, uh, but traded to the Bucks. The correct take was their window is one year. Yeah. Right. Like they must win now which did not comport with Adrian Griffin figuring it out on the job, right? Like, that's, that's, that's not, yeah. it didn't make sense. The higher why, why, yeah. why the firing and hiring of him didn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> yes, right, right. Like, honestly, if, you're, if your window is one year, you might as well just stick with the guy who already won a title in Budenholzer, but whatever, he got beat by the Heat in the 1-8, and if you're a 1 seed and you lose to the 8 seed, you kind of automatically get fired. Um, yeah. So, it yeah, it was... It was, uh, even though ultimately the Heat weren't a real eight, they were just an eight in name only. Anyway, because um, they won the, you know, the East last year, if you didn't remember. Um, the, uh, the, so yeah, like the team and in general, like particularly the leaders on the team and Giannis, I would say, uh, maybe some Brook Lopez, maybe some Lillard, they lost confidence in, um, uh, in Griffin, particularly what he was asking them to do defensively because their defense was, has been miserable. Um, now, anyone again with two brain cells who follows the NBA and looks at, you know, I don't know, EPM or Darko is like, you took away your point of attack defender and you put in Dame Lillard and you're surprised your defense sucks. Like, that's the trade off you made. Like, that's the best bet you made. Like, <laughs> you should have kind of expected this. Um, but, uh, and so, I, you know, I'm, I am very, very cold on the Bucks having any answers in the playoffs. And in fact, I think their defense is so, such a problem that, um, you know they they look you know entirely likely to uh, to be a, a an early out again and not ever really realize whatever the bet they've made on their offense being effective at end of series end of game, um, but and on and nothing I've seen from Doc Rivers so far says he has the answers for them defensively. He's basically just try harder. Uh, that doesn't work. <laughs> like you're structurally broken. 
Like this is not an effort thing. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, what, what if we use what if we use this bad game plan but harder? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of do it yeah. bigger. Yeah, that, that's it's kind of like uh, we call it. Uh, yeah, it, it has whips of like Steelers offense being broken vibes, right? Like no amount of rah rah Mike Tomlin getting you fired up is going to help the fact that your offense is structurally fucked. Um, and so that's kind of the state of the Bucks, and that's why the East is basically just Celtics. Like, forget it. I kind of am surprised they're still plus money to win the East. If we're being honest, I think my numbers for them are closer to one fifty, one sixty. Oh, minus one sixty-five. Excuse me. So I'm I'm way way high on Celtics, um, and you know there are some there the like there's there's two there are two fuck there are two like red flags with the Celtics, right? Like they still have shown at times this year that the players themselves are not necessarily um, how we want to say it uh, the most clutch. Uh, in end of game situations against elite teams, like there's still some clunky offense. There's still some possessions where you're like, man, what in the fuck? There's still some leads that they blow that you're like, how did you blow this lead? Um, but I'm a, I'm a Timberwolves fan. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh, but you're it's a calling but card. Like they're a super team in terms of talent. Like there's almost nothing I've ever seen on paper that's been this good. Going back to like the you know the Durant Warriors, like and they're you know they're well balanced. They have multiple. You know, they have switchability on defense, uh, elite defenders at point of attack. Derek White has gotten better this year. Kristaps Porzingis is kind of the perfect fit uh, to improve uh, their situation. Like last year, they were running out Al Horford and Robert Williams. Now they got Porzingis if he's healthy. Uh, and that is a huge, huge, huge step forward in terms of... Well, that's uh, a huge, huge question, dynamism. Mark. That was the big yeah. fucking argument in our in our NBA chat when that happened. I think that yeah. factions were created that day where it was yeah. like either, oh my God, this team of destiny, or like, do you expect Persingas to play? Do you expect him to be around in the playoffs? Is that a thing that <laughs> is that a thing that is feasible could happen? So is it that simple? If he's not hurt, they're just they're in the finals. And even if he so. is, it's probably like 50-50 they're in the finals. Yeah, but I mean they have two red flags. The first is end of game offense and that kind of marries with the coaching right and then the second is health of Porzingis because yeah. Porzingis gets hurt and then now this is now they are all of a sudden really in on bigs um and so we'll see what happens it's funny the final thought on the Celtics because there are talking heads who are running out of what to say about the NBA because there's no games being played who are yeah. making cases for Tatum as an MVP candidate this year uh stop it uh, he has gotten worse this year, if anything. Like, there's like his statistical profile is worse this year. Like, the team itself is better, but it has nothing to do with Tatum stepping up his game in any way, shape, or form. Uh, if he ultimately gets realistic consideration for MVP, then I quit. Like, uh, he is so far off the guys at the top of the chart right now. Actually, to find him on EPM currently. So, EPM, by the way, is a good snapshot of how have you performed this year in terms of efficiency. Darko is a good snapshot of how can I predict you to perform and going forward in the future that's my fun that's just my general opinion um the how have you performed this year for tatum he's like 14th uh among players in the nba and in, in epm plus minus right now with a very pedestrian plus 4.8 uh by his standards um lebron's been better paul george has been better jalen brunson has been better anthony edwards has been better um and he uh, is a good five uh, and, and LeBron's of, playing uh, like Alexander. LeBron's playing like 33 minutes a game. Is he playing that much? I, yeah, I he's playing. He's playing 35. Man, Whew. Whew. 
He's playing a lot. Uh, he needs to play a lot, though, because the rest of the Lakers kind of suck. Um, all right, so the Celtics probably win the East. Are there any prices you're curious about uh, between the Boston Celtics and any other teams? Uh, and the Celtics have basically locked up the one seed, which means teams got to go through Boston. Anyone else in the East you're curious about? Yeah, let me – for some reason, I closed the standings. Um, I mean, the fun one, especially if we're out in the Bucks, I guess a couple of the fun ones are, like you say, the Pacers with the offense, maybe the Cavs, just because they've been good. But man, in the East, you go down, what are we going to do? Like, get excited about a Knicks? Knicks Celtics is like a fun one for the shit media because it's Knicks for Celtics, but. I mean, that's yeah, Celtics actually, you know five. what? I just thought of this. Let's let's change the paradigm. A oh little yeah, bit. Sixers, uh, Sixers with them beat healthy. Who do we who do we think is going to be the eight? Is it going to be Miami or Orlando? Like, there's a big big gap between Orlando and uh, big gap between Orlando and the Bulls. Big, are we big not? Gap. Are we not doing the play in tournament? Do they not get a chance? No, they do. But they're going to have to win two games. They're not going to be the yeah. They the seven eight is going to be likely contested between Miami and Orlando. Ironically, that will also determine who wins the Southeast. I guess. Unless it comes, unless I don't actually, this is something that I need to dig into. Don't think the Hornets I don't know. Back. I don't know how they determine the Southeast winner. If it is a tie break at the end of the season, or if they're going to count the play in game to determine the, to break the tie, they're probably going to do a tie break. So you could have a situation where Miami wins the Southeast and then loses two games in the play ins and is not in the playoffs, or, <laughs> which or, is, which would be funny. I mean, isn't there a scenario where they could be below? So they win the Southeast. They're the seven. Mm-hmm. But they, they could win. lose to the Magic and lose to the Hawks, who are both in the well, Southeast, and be out they, of the playoffs despite finishing ahead of the they, two teams or, in their division. Or they yeah. could they could lose the first one, yeah. win the second one, and be a lower seed than the team yes, they yes. beat for the division. They very very. In fact, that's kind of where my head is at. <laughs> I think that's kind of what's going to happen. I think I think it's realistic. I think it's a fair bet right now on the. Um, yeah, Let me they'll, see what... they'll be tie. There's tiebreakers. I just looked it up. Division winner wins tie from team. I mean, head to head, one loss, division one loss, conference one loss. Like, there's tiebreakers. Yeah, and they'll I think the Heat, the Heat have the tiebreakers, which is why they're right now odds on to win the Southeast. But um, I have the Magic finishing ahead of them well over fifty percent of the time. So I think the Magic still can win the Southeast. If they tie with record, I think the tiebreaker probably goes to the Heat. That's kind of the one. That's the one weird spot. Um, all right, so Celtics. Let's say the Celtics and the. Uh, well, let's just we don't want to mess with the Heat because coming up with a rating for the Heat in the playoffs is pretty freaking impossible. So you just kind of have to just add five to it. Add five. To <laughs> Basically, let's pretend it's Orlando uh, in the first round. Uh, series price for me is going to be about Boston minus fourteen forty one. Um, so I have the Boston going through the next round about 94% of the time against the Orlando Magic. Teams so, don't lose to eight seeds. It never happens. Unprecedented. Never. I don't think I, I can't even remember the last time. Uh, two, two seven is uh, we don't want to price a heat team. You know what I'm about? Putting the Bulls in the seventh spot. They can't. Putting the Bulls in the seventh? No, stop it. They're only four let's games say, back, you guys. Let's assume just for the sake of argument let's go, that let's go that, heat calves. Yeah. Heat Cavs, okay, that's a fun one. That's a really fun one for a lot of Why? reasons. Um, just because of matchups, I'm you have two Cavs games hardly. Yeah, you have two really similar 
just in general, like the fabric of the teams is really similar. And you have a masterful coach in Spolstra with the Heat, who are the worst team. Uh, and against Bickerstaff, who's a got a weird little just a really bad resume of coaching in high high leverage situations. Uh, and so that's potentially one where you're going to get a price like Cleveland minus 450. Uh, and uh, and people are going to be talking themselves into the heat. And uh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. So my price, my fare on that one is um, right around 450. Uh, I can see the market kind of landing there for an opener there with Cavs heat. Um Although if the Heat ultimately get the seventh seed, maybe they will have figured some stuff out there and they'll have a little bit better market rating by the time we get there. But uh, yeah, uh, there's a uh, there's a pretty big gap. I have Cavs winning that series 82% of the time. We have the we have the playoffs almost set here, guys. We don't even need the rest of the season. Drew and I will just put this together. I like all right, so this is the fun one because the Bucks will then have to fire what three coaches in like eleven <laughs> months here, because the Bucks, like, what's your Bucks Pacers number? It's a fun one. Can't um, be great. Oh my god! Ad just keeps popping up on my phone for TaylorMade. Stop. It's a so this one is also a fun one because I believe they've had a couple of head to heads this year. One of them was in the plan, and the Pacers won. Uh, after their first head-to-head oh, win, hugely in favor of the Bucks. About the, I forgot you about the that? season tournament. Like, I it, think felt the, like, it feels like that was two years ago. Off the top of my head, the Bucks were like six or seven-point favorites in that game. Maybe I'm more. So, I'm so pissy about the loss, the Timberwolves loss to the uh, Kings. That was Kings bad. are a good team, but like... That was bad. That basically, Kings are a thorn. It, that, that went from them winning the group to not qualifying. Like, I was pretty pissy about that because I had yeah. a bunch of Timberwolves bets. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that game was Homer, Homer um, bets for sure. It was on December seventh. It was on a neutral, so this gives you a good idea of what the market thinks about those two teams in a neutral situation and in kind of a high stakesy environment. So I'm going to pull up uh, my numbers from that day and see what uh, the market makers closed at. We might have just um, coined a phrase: high stakesy, high stakesy, <laughs> high stakes ish. Uh, okay, so no, the Bucks actually only closed five point favorites in that game. Uh, so there was a little bit of respect for the Pacers at that time. Um, and I think actually on a neutral, I'm not that far off still. I'm still like in the three and a half, four point range in terms of difference between these teams. Halliburton has absolutely emerged this year. Carlisle's doing a nice job of coaching the Pacers, but um, they still have some, and they traded for Pascal Siakam. You remember him from. Uh, Toronto Raptors winning the title days. Um, Pascal Siakam is now a pacer. Um, They're a pretty good and balanced team. uh, And I think if the market's giving you anything in the ballpark of three to one or better in that series, which is possible, then I'm going to probably be on it. My fare is about my is about two two fifty five in favor of the uh, the Bucks in that one. And just again for my fares, what I'm doing is taking all of the potential permutations of the series. Right, yep. simming one, simming game one, two, three, four, and then if necessary five, if necessary six, if necessary seven, and I have a decay factor where we are reducing possessions from and game one to game zigzags. seven, adding in zigzags, adding in ref trends, mm-hmm. ref, trends. <laughs> ref trends. Yeah, like and, every uh, every game six, we have to assume 
Oh god, I can't think of his name now. Scott Foster is going to be the guy. Well, yeah. who's the other Foster, guy? The extender. Foster is the extender. Tony yeah, Brothers. Tony Brothers. Uh, yeah. Brothers is out for the playoffs. Did you see that? He got hurt. Yeah, he's got. Oh man. So I'm, I gotta you got my injuries. Yeah, so adjust your Bucks rating up because so you only he's, got he's one not extender. Gonna, yeah, you only got. Well, yeah, there's probably some other guys. Um, but uh, the um, uh, the um, the way I'm coming to that number is basically reducing offensive efficiency and possessions as we go through the series. Uh, I, I upweight your per your ability to um, create in isolation. Uh, and so even though I have a pretty decent rating on Indiana relative to what I think market's going to be, um, you're still asking them to find a way to get a very close series home, potentially on the road in the game seven against Willard and Young. Yeah, I think which is, like we're we're joking, but if you do have an underdog, like you, it has to be like if uh, team leads three two, if team and I'm doing my I'm coding by mouth here, and team is uh, you know less than fifteen as far as market size rank. Mm-hmm. Um, then you have to add like, and it, it like you have to add some sort of game six caveat because that's where you throw them in. Like we're not letting, <laughs> we're not letting, we're not letting Indiana beat the Celtics so, here, guys. Like I gotta, we don't want that. Yeah. So basically, it's going to be a tough. If if we get Bucks, uh, uh Bucks uh, Pacers, it's going to be a really interesting and tough read on what to do because the mark the value against market is going to be on the Pacers, but they're going to have to get it done. In an ISO situation late in the series against and it's, team a, with- it's a three six where the Bucks might be like five wins better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No question. Um, okay. So here's the other. Uh, here's the other kind of interesting wrinkle. You ready for this? Yes. When they played in Vegas in the play-in tournament, the total was. You want to guess what the total is? Two twenty-one. Two fifty-seven. <laughs> oh God! What? <laughs> it was. Phenomenally big. I think we had some all time. We set some records on totals. I think this year, like Hawks, Pacers, and stuff, um, have been just absurdly high numbers. Uh, this one was on a neutral floor with somewhat stakes. And um, biggest bet I made in the entire regular season was on the second half under in that game. And I think they gave us one twenty. It was it was like one twenty high. I want to say, and the game was pretty clearly playing more like a uh um more like a playoff game kind of with a reduced possession of oh, 129 close 129 uh and i want to say there were there was the bucks came in out scoring in the third but uh, ultimately ran out of gas 43 plus 25 plus 28 plus 37 there were oh no 133 points 133 points maybe i had the full game under i'm trying to remember how no, there's no way that didn't hit. No, it didn't hit. I don't know. I'm tripping. Maybe it was the full game under that was the winner for me on that one. Anyway, uh, my point in t- bringing all this up was um, the series is going to be priced with huge totals. And um, the idea of, you know, of ha- market catching up with the total reducing over the balance of the series, like there's kind of no way it can be right in that particular matchup. This says all of the whiffs of like Kings Warriors from last year where 
the game one total closed like 240 and the game seven total closed like 220 something and it should have been like 212 it was like an eight point miss or eight point plus miss um because you just it was so much anchored to the game one total um but uh this has like all those whips if we get that series the uh the late series six game six game seven unders might be like the kind of play of the year type stuff um just for writing this down we'll recover no, we're, we're recording we're this. gonna cover okay, this I, can go back. Yeah. I guess it was the full game under that i had on that one that was uh, a winner because uh the second half went over for sure unless i did my math wrong because the bucks scored 43 in the third quarter uh 128 and 119 it got to 247 so yeah they missed the they missed the closing total by 10 points there um and the i believe the uh, the possessions were a lot lower than what was projected and that was kind of the entire reason so fun one um what's four or five well it's uh Knicks, new york new york Sixers versus philly all right impossible Which, let's call <laughs> and let, let's say health turns out better like what are the odds the sixers are just the three seed anyway not good. Like, and they're playing the Pacers instead. The, the, instead of evaluating Knicks Sixers, let's put the Sixers no. where the Bucks were and talk no. Sixers Pacers. Stop. Stop. You're asking the question in the wrong direction. Oh, okay. They're uh <laughs> no, and I'm I'm saying this because like that would be a theoretical world where Embiid was healthy and played the whole season. Yeah. He's not gonna play again. All right, let's, playoffs, let's put, if that, right? Let's like, put I think that's the, the world Sixers in the sixth seed and they play the Bucks then. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the more interesting question. Yeah. Uh they could even slide into the seven eight and it wouldn't shock me. Like um the Sixers are hosting the Knicks tomorrow, Andy. Someone's asking about the trophy. You want to get a horse's ass. <laughs> what in the world do you have a horse's ass trophy? I got it for last uh, place in last the place putt putt last place they gave you a horse's ass trophy. I, I paid twelve dollars oh. for it. <laughs> you can just buy them at that place for uh for funsies. But you're at uh, the yeah, you had the highest score. I didn't understand. I didn't understand why you didn't win uh, crumbled, um, crumbled yeah. under nerves. All right, man. Uh, so the Knicks are playing the Sixers tomorrow. Uh, oh. It is in Philly. Uh, there is no Embiid. There is also no OG and OB. There is also no Julius Randle. So both teams missing key players. But the Julius Randle and OG and OB are probably coming back early March. Uh, Embiid is a guess, man. Like anybody's guess. He got the full-on meniscus surgery. We don't. I haven't seen him play. I haven't seen him. Haven't seen any reports in a long time. Uh, realistic guess was like I think we're looking at like a six to eight week thing, which would put him kind of right around the beginning ish of the playoffs, if he if at all. Um, but with his size and his fitness concerns, is he going to be available? It's tough to say. Uh, so I can't. I can give you two prices. One is no Embiid. Uh, in which case uh, the Knicks are, as a home favorite, are about minus um, about minus 245. Uh, if Embiid plays, I would make the Sixers a small favorite, minus 107. Julius Randle still on that team? He is. He's actually a yeah. huge improvement. He's, he's yeah. played much better this year than he has the last couple of years. Uh, also, by the way, fun in that matchup, fun clash of uh, coaching. 
uh, Nick Nurse versus Tom Thibodeau. Uh, that's some old school, awesome defensive minds right there going head to head. So that's one where you might have totals in the 240s, 250s, not sorry, to- totals in the 220 highs, mid 230s. Actually, what's tomorrow's total? When did you uh, when did you start saying 220 highs? I feel like this is very new. I don't know. <laughs> right you've now, you've done it like th- yeah, you've done it like three times. I I'm not, I I like it. Like I, I think it should be part of the kind of the yeah. I mean, I think I, when I think of NBA totals, I'm stepping in like half ten, like five 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 point kind of steps. Mm-hmm. And so two twenty highs would be my guess for. A full strength New York Philly tomorrow is 226. So uh with OG and OB and Julius Randle, the defense would be a little bit better with Embiid, the Sixers offense and defense is a lot better. Uh so it's still probably be in the mid 220s. Um and that's a series I could see playing in the two tens. So that would be a fun under series potentially. Okay, any anything else on the Eastern Conference? Maybe the Eastern Conference outright prices before we yeah. flip over to the yeah. Let's uh, who do you who do you want in the uh, who do you want Boston to go through in the uh, uh, in the second round? And I'll tell you, Knicks. Yeah, I mean, let's just let's assume and be yeah. assume for the worst. Big guys like that, it's not like they get healthier as the years yeah. go on. My let's assume, uh, let's assume Knicks Knicks got through in six. My Celtics, Celtics skated. Celtics yeah. are going to be what minus six fifty. Pretty close. Really good guess. I'm at uh, about minus 569. Um, so pretty decent edge for Celtics in the second round. Um, Cleveland, Milwaukee is kind of a weird one too, if that's your 2-3. Um, the Cleveland probably should be favored in that series, but I think the market's going to make Cleveland, make Milwaukee like minus 140-ish. That would be my guess. right? You're going to have a road Milwaukee Bucks favorite team, kind of like Suns sun's uh nuggets from last year that's that's my gut um so that's it's fun to kind of speculate on what will market hang relative to what is fair for these i think is then that's that's one of them that i have kind of marked as a big difference like i mean i and i'm i'm guessing that by looking at futures prices right now right sure like, sure like <clears throat> the difference like i have cleveland rated as a better team than the bucks period like it's not that's actually not even really a huge controversial take um the but but which team has the higher yeah or the the longer tail to be like oh we're getting it like surely the surely the bucks yeah the bucks Uh, you know just settling in with glenn and yeah and getting there with two superstars like yeah thing it can happen i I don't have a ton of faith in them right now just kind of tracking the shithousery that's happened since he's come on Okay. Uh and yeah, the Cavs are seven to one to win the East. The Bucks are three to one. So <laughs> pretty pretty that tells you what you know kind of price you might get on that series, actually. It'd be big, big delta. Um, so yeah, the maybe it's gonna be more like good question minus from two Matt Porter. Yeah. And remember, I said this last week, we're tracking this shit. Top comments. Good, it's a really good question. By top co- top comments and questions are being Put into little moleskin notebooks for uh, next year's awards, which uh, could happen at any time. You don't know what week we'll be doing those. Who is generally the biggest threat to the Celtics in the East in a seven-game series? My answer, it might be just the, the easiest answer is just the Cavs. I think it is. 
I think it's the well, I, like, I like to answer the question as a non-expert that let, let you either agree or be like, well, Andy. Uh it's a toss-up for me between the Cavs and a full strength Sixers team with Embiid. At, oh at, yeah, that's at 100%. a that's a caveat that brings yeah. in an MVP level player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, that does yeah, help. I exactly. would agree that if you if you are um, able to bring in one of the best three players in the league, your team is going to get better. Yeah, especially yeah. If he's got that huge ass. Actually, like, moves people with it. Like the big, the big kind of a door being open. So the the in order for the door to be open for any team against the Celtics, it starts with the coach. Like you got to have a coach that can out coach Missoula. And there's plenty of them in the mix. Nick Nurse is one of those, surely. Um, Eric Spolster was one of those, surely. I don't think Doc Rivers is, based on what we saw with Sixers Celtics Game Seven last year. Um, but uh, Bickerstaff is a little bit of a wild card. Uh, don't know what you're going to get from him in a playoff series, just because his his opening salvo into playoffs last year was really, really uninspiring. Against, I think it was what Knicks in five over this Cavs in the four or five last year, and his team kind of ran out of gas as the season went on. He didn't have any of the answers, so I'm not sure what you're going to get from Bickerstaff. But from a talent and a team composition standpoint, it is the Cavs. Answering my own question, is it Joe Mazzulla? <laughs> yeah, coaching coaching does become so big. Yes. Um, it's Joe. Yeah, the big act. Yeah, the biggest threat to the Celtics are themselves. Um, themselves coaching themselves out of a series or themselves not managing the injuries of Porzingis and the load management of Porzingis correctly. So he's available for all, all three series in the East. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. All right. Before we get to the West, I do got to take a quick commercial break. I, I want to do that sometime where we say, I take a quick commercial break and you can tell, like I pre-recorded it before. Mm-hmm. It's like, like Simmons reading his for like, Hey, have you ever, you ever just want to chill and have a Heineken? Or whatever, you know. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't listened to Simmons for a while. He used to do those. This is me uh, vamping while I'm trying to find the ad read, guys. Yeah, it is for our friends over at DraftKings. They have their new Pick Six product. It is a pick'em game, pick'em style platform. You choose players to have more or less. You guys should know how these work. They're very nice, especially in states that do not have legal sports betting. If you want to take advantage of some player prop modeling you are doing currently they have a play five get 50 you play five bucks for a new customer you get 50 dollars in credits that are good for a full 365 you don't have to use them the next day if you want to save them for football or something i'm not sure you can check it all out at DraftKings. download the app pick six it's called and we'll be back and then one quick question to answer from Nick C. He's always wondered who signed the balls. The football is signed by Victor Cruz. Ooh. Uh, the guy who used to salsa, but this baseball is, I gotta remember who the third guy is. Oh, Jim Tome, uh, Justin Morneau, and Jason Kubel. That's just maybe a name people don't remember from Twins lore, but if you add all those up, that's 999 career home runs. Wow. So the dream is to meet Bartolo Colon. Who has one? Have him sign it and get it to an even 1,000. Yeah, the, the Tomei one is, is nice. Like he has a nice signature for sure. Plus, like he's a, you know, he's a god in several <laughs> cities. He was such a big dude. Did Bartolo Colon play with Tomei in Cleveland? Maybe. 
man, they both had very long careers. Very long. Career. Tommy played for basically the whole AL Central, man. Hmm. That's fun. We got to do a baseball pod coming up. We got to do a tennis pod coming up. We got to do a politics pod. We got to do a soccer pod. Yeah, and, uh, we got to do some draft pods. We got a lot. All of a sudden, I'm feeling like we're, we're, we're full on. Morneau quietly won an MVP. Uh, so did Maurer. Those were fun. Those, uh, those uh, autographs were gotten at the terrible city of Detroit to us. If you're a beautiful baseball stadium, Comerica's gorgeous. Love that. So, all right, back to, I love the Cologne home run. Like I legitimately am going to watch that on YouTube while Drew's talking. Once, if he gets going too long, <laughs> I'm going to have that on mute in the background, watching that three or four times in the Western conference. Like we mentioned a little more stacked and racked, especially at the top, Timberwolves, Thunder, Clippers, even the Nuggets, like any of those teams could get to, you know, you go on a run, you get to, to the high 50s and wins. I think I saw, uh, I tried to be the, you know, the idiot who didn't check on anything, but I did see some tweets that had adjusted post All-Star break win totals. And I just, I said, oh, I wonder where my boys are at. And Wolves and Clippers were both 55 and a half. And Nuggets and Thunder, Thunder were 54 and a half. So essentially, they're saying those four teams, all their medians are within a game uh, for the rest of the season. Or not for the rest of the season, but their, their final win totals, uh, which is interesting. We can have some fun races down the stretch yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if the Timberwolves can stop screwing up against bad teams. But overall, it just feels like it's stronger from top to bottom, especially if the if the Lakers don't end up in, yeah, the well. Suns the Suns have some big you know big names. Obviously, the Pelicans, Mavericks have a couple, and then yeah, the Kings are just a good team. Like top to bottom, the West is probably well better, but like a better playoff series too. I think, right? Yeah. You know, uh, I don't need to add much. You captured it, I think, very well. <laughs> <laughs> no diatribe needed. Um, so you don't get to go watch the uh, Cologne home run. Um, the, uh, you know what we call that when you have teams bunched like that? 55 and a half, 55 and a half, 54, 54. We call that a tier. Um, they're all on the same tier. Uh, and the, uh, the delta between any two of those teams for me, uh, and we can argue that order, uh, the delta is almost entirely how you price home court actually. <laughs> so you're talking two, two and a half points for pretty much every one of those matchups independently. So how they ultimately shake out and who gets home court and assuming they all win their round one playoff matchups is going to shape most of the futures book there. Now, I, that's like the not Tim, I think the Timberwolves like. home court should be better now. Like there's been better buy-in like over the years going there, the, uh, the fans have been better. Like it is just a, it's a better class of fans now, especially for the play. We went, I went to one playoff game. Can't recommend that enough. It was atmosphere, the play-in game, wasn't it? Or well, was it I, I did, I did, a, I did a play-in game. No, no, I went to a, I went to one during the Memphis series. Oh wow, awesome! Good that job by you. Uh, I mean, just, that was a Pat Bev game, baby. I love I that. Mean, two two um, years ago now, but yeah, that ton of fun. Okay, so basically the seating in the West at the top is going to determine a lot. Home court is going to determine a lot. These series are going to be longer. They're going to be more competitive. And there's some X factors here as well, Andy. 
the four teams you named, if you really kind of sorted them by efficiency over the balance of the season, Minnesota OKC would be at the top. LAC Denver would be at the bottom. Total, total uh, efficiency, offense and defense. Yeah, net rating, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, the issue is uh, the top teams have less experience than the bottom teams. And you'll remember this came to, yeah. this mattered in the NFL. It matters in the NBA every year. It matters in the NBA a lot every year. Um, and you have teams like Oklahoma City Thunder who kind of check every box for being an absolute truck in the West. Except for they're all like 21. Th- yeah, none of them have ever played in a playoff series in their yeah. lives. And so are they just going to pee themselves or are they going to have like moments like the, they actually, they look, they, they're kind of shaped the closest that I can remember to the, um 2022 21 22 grizz you remember that team that got yeah. the two seed and they had the team that they knocked you guys out wait yeah they, that was no the there, there was there was yeah. a lot because the timberwolves hadn't been you yeah know, that that team was young hadn't been like there was a lot of pants shitting in that series in general <laughs> yes exactly like, exactly was, both teams can do yeah. some serious pants shitting no question um so the I would say the uh, um, the general um, potential here is that uh, you have uh, inexperienced rear its ugly head and the Thunder don't achieve what they should from a talent standpoint. Very possible. Uh, might Mark Dagono never gone through the rigors of coaching and adjusting and having the right answers? You have a couple of uh, veterans on that team like Lou Dort. Uh, who could potentially hijack a game or two, you know, and just shoot yourself, shoot themselves out of the game, right? Like that's definitely on the cards. It's going to happen once this playoffs. I can pretty much promise you whether it matters or not. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but they're a really good team. And my number, you know, like, like here's, here's, so here's, here's what happens, right? The difference in price to win the West between these teams is massive, massive. Your defending champion Nuggets are currently slight dogs to the Clippers to win the West. I agree with that 100%. They should be dogs to the Clippers to win the West. Uh, the uh, the third choice uh, to win the West is the Timberwolves. And in, no, sorry, the third choice is the Suns. The fourth choice is the Timberwolves. And a, a fifth choice, like we're, a huge difference, huge delta here. Plus 250 for the Nuggets, plus 800 for the Thunder. A team that is better than them on a talent standpoint. And I mean, I get it. I kind of agree. Um, and I think ultimately uh, the, you know, I think ultimately the, um, you know, Grizzlies type of experience from two years ago where they beat some good team in the round one. They got all the confidence in the world. They should be favored over a team that they're better than in round two, like the Nuggets, but fumble the bag. Like That's kind of how this probably goes. And so I don't think in good conscience you can bet the Thunder. Um, I could see them losing in the 1-4 to the Nuggets, in the 1-4, in the 1-5 to the Suns. Um, the Mavericks could give them hell. Like There's a lot of teams that I think are rostered well to really kind of test, test them big time. And so, well, that, that's what I was looking at. You like, got to pass, even though the well, price they is be awesome. Anywhere, you know, the Thunder could be the four seed, and then yeah, you know, let's just say it's four seed against the Nuggets or Suns. There's, I don't know, how do you feel about the Suns coach? I was going to say, don't really have a good read at all on Vogel. I was going to say, but more more experienced coaching staffs, more obviously way more experienced players, but even 
you know, even down to the Mavericks or Pelicans. Basically everybody. Like there's no matchup where it's like, oh, this this team just hasn't I guess the Kings a little, but there's not a lot of teams where it's like, ah, these these guys haven't really been here either. Especially in the second round. Like you then you're yeah. Yeah, I, the problem with the Suns is that they don't really have like the. Or here, here's 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 why I haven't thought hard about Vogel. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. I don't think it fucking matters because he can't really do anything. But like with the pieces he's got, he's just got to kind of hope they play good, right? Like there's not like an answer where he can be like, "All right, you know what we need? Kevin Durant more usage, Booker more usage." <laughs> like, well. That that's that's who they are already. Like, there's not there's no like knobs for him to turn, right? Dagano and the Thunder. Like, I'm not even exactly sure what your best closing five is right there uh, for that team. Uh, we've seen some oper- you know, some high leverage moments at the end of the games for the Thunder where they've like drawn up plays for Isaiah Joe, you know, and now they have Gordon Hayward in the mix. Is he that guy now that they're drawing up open looks for in the corner, right? Does he make those shots? Does he have that shot in his bag anymore? I, I don't know the answer. So the uncertainty around the Thunder is a lot bigger than uh, what we got around uh, um, any of those, you know, kind of market leaders right now. And, um, you know, I've kind of thrown my, my lot in here with the Clippers for what it's worth, because I think what they have in a coach in Tai Lu and what they have in a closing five with four guys that can create off the ball plus a, an elite rim defender is pretty important. Um, and so I think ultimately uh, they're, they're rostered kind of perfectly uh, to get through a crowded West. This is a complete aside, almost as if I ignored everything you just said, because it struck me <laughs> something like who is the coach right now that is newish in the league and everyone is just kind of like, ah, this guy ain't going to make it. Or this guy is, he's, he's coaching a good team and that's the only reason they're playing good because it's kind of like, I don't know, maybe Spolstra, not as much, but it feels like Spolstra and, and Lou early in their careers. I don't think people ever thought they'd be where they're at, especially Ty Lou. Like he was, I mean, ridiculed a bit early on. He just, he, you know, he was just a, a guy who showed up with LeBron. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Um, so I need, I need to figure out the next one. The next, who's the next guy you want to buy your stock super duper low? Yeah, I want to play the flag. On, I'm going to, I'll tweet so I can retweet myself in like three years. Like, oh, Honestly, man, if I, I was so uh, early on this guy, if I had to make a bet, it's probably Will Hardy. Uh, he's the coach of the Jazz. Um, he's done some things and he's developed some players in ways that I think shows that he's got kind of Spolstra arc to his career. Um, but Spolstra got to be with way more talent way earlier. Yeah. And he had a good team to start. Yeah. And he had Pat Riley tutelage. Will Hardy's getting Can't Danny Ainge tutelage. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. yeah. From Boston. You can't yeah. shit on Danny Ainge. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Um, All right. Yeah, so it's probably yeah, it's probably probably Will Hardy. Anyway, so we, um, we need to decide on how this first four lands, so we can talk a little serious prices. Let's I, I, it, honestly like they, they're all the same, <laughs> like okay. minus like the 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 biggest spread I would have is about minus one sixty. Um, and we need a name uh, for this tier. The narrowest just... I would have would be a pick'em. Um, but yeah, right, like so, uh, yeah, the right, the, big, the, the bigger Lakers, question the is round ones, yeah. Are the Lakers going to sort it out, make the play in? They'll make the play in, but. I think, can they beat the Kings for that eighth spot? Yeah. 
It feels like beat, they have a guy who can the probably Warriors. ramp it up a little, especially if they give him some rest. Like so they can probably in in one game, it's still I know his go look at his numbers and it's not, you know, peak LeBron, but in one game where you need to have it, it feels like he could fuck you up. And I don't care how good, you know, how good the Kings are. I'm not a basketball better. Yeah. But uh, uh you're talking about the reigning in season tournament champion. I mean, yeah, LeBron that's the James. Thing. They, they he's, got six, he's got five rings, six rings. I've lost count. When, whenever we get to a weird <laughs> spot, like we're in a bubble or we have yeah. a in-season tournament or we have a play-in tournament. Yeah. He's going to take it. He's going to take it to the next level. So I'm putting the, yeah. I'm putting the Lakers. In the you got some great characters in the West for sure. Uh, and there's no one that's obvious to knock out to make it better. It's just going to be good fun. Um, I don't know who's going to get in. If I had to bet, I would bet the Lakers over the Warriors. But just that's just because I have kind of a lost conf- lost confidence in the Warriors pretty aggressively. But the market has not lost confidence in the Warriors, Andy. Circa has Golden State minus six tomorrow hosting the Lakers. So if that's your 9-10... Uh, best of luck to <laughs> LA. <laughs> M- MJ, zero in season. Zero. zero, never. He's never won a bubble ring either. He's never um, won a bubble ring. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, like the market is telling you it's Golden State, not LA. I don't know, man. Like, does it matter? Like, if one of those teams, not. you know, you know, the only fun one is seven and it wouldn't be seven straight games it'd be more like four or five but like five or six games at the forum in a row clippers clippers lakers <laughs> it's crypto you mean crypto.com i'm calling at the it crypt, the forum. at the crypt <laughs> yeah, we're calling yeah. it we're calling it the okay. forum because we have respect for that building okay um yeah but it is it is the crypt now but yeah. that's that's always fun like plus um, when's when's the last time the clippers and lakers are both good um, were the Clippers in the ABA ever I mean, in, in, in the in the bubble? That was we were oh, expecting yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. We were expecting yeah. that to be the Western Conference Finals. And if the Lakers, if the Clippers don't collapse against the Nuggets, that is your Western Conference Finals in the bubble. That was was that the f- was Claw there yet? Yeah. So that, that was like his first year. First year there, for, it was like, oh yeah. shit, this team, this team could be good, and then it just yeah. materialized. I remember you, that. I mean, the Western Conference playoff matchups is like it's like content porn right like yeah. you could have lebron against Kawhi in the one eight you could have lebron you could have uh uh you could have uh jokic against lebron in the one eight you could have uh Kawhi against uh steph in the one eight like that like these matchups would be just absolutely electric um, I'm neglecting the Kings getting in, which maybe is to my detriment, but I, I rate the Kings low or the, lower than market by a decent amount right now. Like market has them in like the plus two ish range as a rating. Uh, let me look at what my number is. Cause it's not there. I'm at a, I'm at a 0.3 for the Kings. So I'm off market by, by two points for the Kings. Um, and I don't really think that they are going to broadly change my mind. Uh, between now and then, um, I do have the Kings rated neutrally higher than the Lakers, and I have the Warriors rated higher than both of them. So maybe you gotta pick a is team. on me. You got to pick a team and put them in. Yeah, I, let's pick, make it the Again, Warriors. Then. You're so close my numbers say it's the Warriors. My numbers say it's the Warriors. Okay, let, let's put let's put. Uh, who do you want them up? Who do you want to match them up against? Clippers. Timberwolves Ka- win the one seed. Kawhi, Kawhi versus Steph for all time's no, sake. Oh no, Rudy. 
Rudy, Rudy shutting okay. him down. Okay. Min. Min Golden State. Uh, I have the uh, Timberwolves in that series as minus four nine four eighty nine. I think realistically, it's probably going to be like minus three hundred, minus two fifty. Uh, oh, LeBron is out tomorrow. How did I miss that? When did that come out? Is that why it's that's such a huge number? He was. Has he been out for a while? I guess. <laughs> we yeah. Need, we need to take uh, a quick break. Yes. This yeah. Too. Yeah. I have. And I, I keep yeah, admitting. I, that. I I keep getting caught in my web of lies here. Like, oh, I didn't take in any NBA content. I went and had lunch at the bar next door. Just uh, needed to get out of the office. And whatever fucking you know, middle of the afternoon show is on the bullshit they show on ESPN, oh, and it said LeBron is fifty fifty on wanting a farewell tour. He says I don't really take praise like that very well, motherfucker. Who said that with a straight face? Like and the sound was off. I was dying just reading it, dude. dude you're going to. There's probably going to be a show where you decide if you're doing the farewell tour or not, that'll be televised. Like you, you did the decision. Don't give me that shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, I missed happened, the LeBron out. Yeah. So Paul, happened that after we started the pod. Yeah, I, I did not know. All right. that. So um, if, if he's out, we're putting the warriors in the eight seed. Then warriors are in the eight seed. This is the deciding game. Uh, Minnesota would be by my numbers, minus four ninety by market. I would expect you're going to get a, it's going to tell you bet Timberwolves and I'm probably going to do it. Cause I bet against the warriors a lot. <laughs> and I'm not really afraid of these guys in a best of seven. Not this year. Maybe it's wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, they're definitely better than they have been at their lows this year because Draymond Green is back. I don't know if you saw that. Mm -hmm. Remember, you, that that made meme status. So you definitely saw that uh, suspension. That yes, just for I don't even, right. I don't even remember what he was doing. Was he kicking guys in the nuts or was he throwing punches? A it was a weird one. Stepping on like, stepping on chests. It was a, a spinning backhand. Spinning backhand. That, that back was fist. A, yeah, it's like, it did like fist. UFC moves, yeah. man. Yeah. Okay. Um, not great. All right, so uh, I'm against Warriors. We'll see. Uh, if it's OKC, that's even more interesting and more intriguing because my numbers also say the price should be around that. If it's Denver, we saw a Denver Warriors price last year in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken, and it was mm -hmm. pretty healthy Denver. Uh, was that Denver? No, Lakers beat the Warriors last year. It was two years ago that the Warriors did beat the Nuggets, and it was convincing. I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting. They all mashed I, I, together. Yeah, they all mashed together. Um, anyway, yeah. I mean, the big question in the West is, can Jokic and the Nuggets find their form from last year's playoff run? And also, was their form from last year's playoff run actually signal, or did they just have a really easy path? Probably, like, and that's the thing. You're so close in all these, so maybe it doesn't matter, but it feels like in my Rube mind – that that happens, and I would be annoyed if the – and may, maybe I should look at this from a different – would you rather play the Nuggets right away, or would you – you know, let's say you're the one seed, you're the Timberwolves, yeah. you're the Clippers, you're whoever. Yeah. Um, would you rather play them earlier in the playoffs as the four seed or let them get through, you know, 12 games, play themselves into a frothing frenzy and meet them in the Western Conference Finals probably yeah. earlier is better. You, you're going to no, have to go you, through them eventually. If you're Minnesota, OKC, or LA, you want the Nuggets in the four against the Suns in the five. And then the Suns. And then the either, you want the Suns to win, yeah. You want the Suns to or drag, take knock, seven. Out, knock down, drag out, take them seven. Lot, yeah. Like lots of pace in that series, lots of points. Uh, and really kind of uh, kind of let the throttle out. Because last year's Suns uh, Nuggets was competitive-ish. 
Um, the market, if you remember, uh, had the Suns on the road as small favorites in game one. Not in the game, but for the series. Yeah. And um, that was very wrong. Uh, they probably could have swept. Um, but uh, then it got competitive, and then ultimately the Nuggets pulled away. Um, was that Nuggets in six or five? I don't remember. Um, but uh, that Suns team was, never had never played together. Uh, they were pretty flawed, and they're still flawed. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was Nuggets in six. Um, but, you know, now you have a, a full year of, of Durant and Booker playing together. And, like, I, if we're going cards on the table, like, every single sign in the universe is telling you this is probably the last run for a lot of these vets, right? This is probably the last run for Durant, where he's even close to his prime. This is probably the last run for Curry, where he's even Curry. close to his prime. LeBron, who the fuck knows? Maybe he has 10 more years. I don't know. Um, but uh, a lot of kind of the established vets who are at the top of their game, Harden, Kawhi, Paul George, like this might be the only time you're ever going to see them in playoffs together. Like we're definitely kind of uh, at the end of an era for a lot of the known quantities, and they're all in the West, and it's going to be pretty amazing to see who ultimately emerges. And you have new quantities like Doncic and Irving. So um, it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be fun. These matchups are going to fucking rock. Um, I don't really rate the Pelicans. That's maybe the one team that I'm kind of like... My, my Weirdly, I bet the Pelicans a lot this year. My numbers keep saying keep doing it. but And I rate them about two and a half points better than average. But um, I, I don't know, man. Like I don't get them. I don't think they're realistically a uh, a threat, uh, and I'm probably just maybe I'm writing them off too soon in a three six matchup against whoever. But uh, slightly in Clippers for me in the West. I bet the Clippers to win the West. I bet the Clippers to win the title, uh, and the prices are running are kind of gone ish. But um, are there prices for the one seed to secure the top seed? Is that something? Not that, a, not a not big liquid market. markets. Yeah. yeah, not big liquid ones. At DraftKings, you can probably get that. Excuse me. At our I mean, sponsor, DraftKings, you can it find is what it, it is. What it is you guys. can find like, you yeah, can find it, one seed markets. DraftKings isn't taking huge bets on stuff like that. Probably, I mean, anyone who has it up isn't. That's more of a, like you said, a rec book market. Yeah. Um, no, we're not yeah. sponsored by DraftKings. We're sponsored by DraftKings Pick Six. DraftKings Pick thing. Six. Pick okay. Six. Um. Cool. I don't know. What else do you have on the West then? Like, what, what if we end up, what's your most, what is your most likely, because you, I'm sure you've run the permutations of, uh, there's so many different combos of one through four. Um, most likely Western Conference Finals. And is it just, it's it probably just Nuggets, Clippers? Someone has to be the four, you know, someone has to be the four in this and they can't get through. Two, three, the two, three is going to be so good. It's probably Nuggets Clippers, okay. but that could be your three, four. Uh, that could be your one, three also. Uh, I mean, my gut wants to say the Thunder are going to put a couple series together here before ultimately running into the buzzsaw that is the Clippers in playoff mode. First, by the way, if you're listening to this now and you're kind of in, into NBA at all, there's a must-watch game tomorrow between the Thunder and the Clippers. It's going to be massively instructive as far as how those teams match up. I really don't know. 
Um, I'm, yeah, what, I'm on the, yeah, that maybe that's a better question. What, did, what would you, what would you not as a better who would have good angles and like something by game five, we can have some definite angles on these totals, but like as a fan, what would you prefer to watch in the Western conference finals? Thunder Clippers. Mine would be Timberwolves Lakers. <laughs> Inters, like massive injuries. Maybe even like kind of a looking at who else could make it. Like who's like the 10 tenth spot right now? Yeah, like Timberwolves Jazz. I could get behind Timberwolves Rockets. <laughs> I would enjoy Timberwolves is like a minus thousand favorite. Not gonna happen, yeah. Um, I mean honestly, like I like I don't want to burst your bubble, and I hope the time. Tim- I like, know. Look, look, look uh, here's the thing. Like I kind of don't get the Timberwolves. <laughs> I kind of don't understand how they're. Nobody doing does. Um, they're and, doing you know, it on defense, and then they just yeah. they, somebody steps up offensively, and then yeah. late in the game they bring in Nasreed, yeah, uh, for like his second stint, and he just puts up like ten points quick, and then you you know the 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 role players fill the roles nicely, and ants. Yeah. Every other game, Ant has a big game. Rudy has yeah. a you know twenty rebound game. You know who this sounds like? Those Rudy's Jazz teams when they were good, and that those teams never inspired in the playoffs ever. So yeah, I kind of like Ant. They had they had Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> very, I mean, Ant. like he wasn't in a, oh, a movie. a very similar player um, oh, in terms good. of impact. Um. All right. I'm just, well, I'm just talking home, Homer at this point now. Uh, okay. Well, I, I look, man. It, again, it's one tier. The margins are narrow. A one seed for the Wolves absolutely gives them the best possible matchup in round one, and probably gives them a better attract in rounds two and three because of the home court. Because like that's the thing about Denver, and the reason that Denver fiddle fucking around is kind of a problem for them is that it's one shitty sucks. one four. Yeah, it, well, it sucks going to altitude, right? Yeah. Like those are that sucks. And if you only had to do it twice in a, you know, in a, a best of seven, then that's great for you. If you got to do it three times, at least game seven's on your home floor, right? Like you know, it's it's a it's it's a huge advantage, uh, home you know, home court at altitude, and the Nuggets are kind of squandering it by not playing very well. So we'll see if they turn it around. I mean, they have a big game tomorrow too. Actually, no, they don't. They play Washington. They're fifteen point favorites. I take that back. Um, <laughs> they, have, they have some good. They have some good. I can games tell you, Washington's up. bad. They have some good games coming up in a little bit. Um, but yeah, Clippers, Oklahoma City Thunder. If I had to put my absolute reputation online, I think that's probably going to be your Western Conference Finals. And tomorrow is a preview with uh, Oklahoma City as two point favorites at home. I make it two and a half. I think I know I'm high on Clippers by mar- relative to market, so I think that's a bet on OK- OKC. Uh, at two, uh, and that's going to be again like, uh, like I w- watch the regular season, get a little skin in it if you're going to bet the playoffs because that forces you to really kind of understand and pay attention to rotations and uh, you know adjustments and coaching ten- tendencies and specific matchup nuances that you're not going to be able to tease out of the data. That's my that's my pitch for watching NBA. Gotcha, and it's much better than watching kids miss free throws. I know I'm gonna. <laughs> I don't know if I have volleyball tournament this weekend. I'm already getting burnt out on that. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna. I haven't decided if I'm gonna drive. It's a little further. I do love just like driving and getting away from everybody. 
just listening to like podcasts. Like Chicago's one thing, but Indy's got to be like eight hours. That's a that's long a, drive. That's a haul. I might have to fly. Uh, but I think I'm going to head down to the combine next week. So Hell yes. Oh, next not, year or next week? Watch, no, next week. A bunch oh, of people. Are yeah. There. See Frank Branks going? Yeah. I, I've been hit, hit him the up. Shit out of, <laughs> DMing the shit out of him about uh, what we're going to do. How, we're going to be trending down there probably. <laughs> uh, try to hook up with Judah too. He'll be there. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to talk to, I'm basically going to reach out to anyone I see that's down there. I talked to the, the good Dr. Eric from Sumer Sports. Oh, yeah. I had uh, drinks with him and dinner with him in Vegas. It was fantastic. He rocks. Um, introduced me to Aaron Schatz. Also, a very nice guy. It is an eight hour drive from Rochester to Indy, buddy. <laughs> oh, I bet I, it, I bet I can do it in seven in a full size pickup. <laughs> yeah. I'll, oh, I, and also, too. I'm I'm trying to well we'll see I got to talk to them again I'm trying for some media credentials but I don't know what I would do with them I don't want to go interview anybody I just want to watch and then go network and go to dinner with people so if you are <laughs> in indie or near it know this like you can just go to the combine as a fan you download an app that is basically their way of making you sign a waiver um and once you have that app, you can just go in and watch the combine, like in the because it's a fucking football stadium. There's so awesome. much room. So if you are around there and you've, you've never done that, fucking see you there, buddy. Come on down. Very cool. Yeah, I'll just right. have the laptop. I'm gonna just be writing writing content from uh, what is it called? Lucas Oil Stadium, baby. Yeah, I'm gonna. Nice. Oh yeah, I'll be I'll be hand timing. I should find <laughs> not, not I should find one of those hey, old uh, ones with like the buttons like this. Are we gonna now. get are we gonna get markets on the 40 times? We'll we'll 40s. look into it. We'll look into it. Um last year I was only able to do it really on prize picks. Yeah. The year before they had like I remember years ago, this would have been four years now. The they had one from Lamar and he ended up not running because he didn't want to like a fast time would have just exacerbated the issues around people wanting to be a wide receiver. So that one was a refund, but I've bet some 40 times that like bet online back in the day used to have a few, those guys don't want to put those up because those are such shitty informational markets. They're just going to get hosed on a bunch of money's going to come one way right at the end when, when people have figured it out. And I mean, that's what happened. I mean, we had some people slip us some times that they thought were good and, like I had like a five legger on price picks get home pretty easily. So, but you can't you can't bet a million dollars on this sort of stuff, but it's still fun. Like oh, realizing yeah. like like oh there's this one wide receiver from that I've never watched play a game and I need SMU. him to run I need him to run over, you know, four, five, three, and yeah. and then he does it and like, all right, but he has to run again. You're just waiting because it's like an hour later. It is uh it's a fun sweat. All right, man. Well, that sounds fun as hell. Uh, do you want to talk NFL next week then? NFL draft process? Yeah, let's let's talk about what markets are currently up and kind of talk process and we'll talk the process okay. and what's going to happen to some of those. Okay. Um, Very cool. When we get to the combine because of what happened last year when one certain freak from Florida kind of went freaky on it and everybody bet him. I like it. Actually, it turned out to turned out to be right for most of the over unders. Nice. Um, right. 
Yeah, there was also the Jalen Carter uh, incident. Pretty oh, common. Gosh. It was his, it was the num- his number very, got nuked. Yeah, it was a very um, you know. Oh, oh great question by Benson. Where am I? Matt, Mount Tam Cheese, dude. Anything from Marin County is worthy. Uh, if Mount Tam is incredible, if you ever see uh, Nicasio Valley cheese, that's my go-to Marin County cheese. But Mount Tam is amazing, amazing. One last story about that because a lot <laughs> of the wine tastings we would order the like a cheese plate too. Yeah, that's as one does. Had some pretty good cheese. But I had to pretend not to like it too much because uh, my my brother and her wife, his wife, they now work and someday will probably own a Wisconsin dairy farm, Ooh. a multi-generation Wisconsin. So, like, there's a bit of a it's like, uh, you know, Pac and Biggie, East Coast, West Coast, like California yeah. cheese, Wisconsin cheese. Mm-hmm. So I had to like, uh, this is good, but I would rather have. The stuff from lacrosse, you know, like that's a good creamery, guys. You, know, <laughs> you, you, you had to play it down a little. Fuck, there was some good, there was some good hard. I like a good hard cheese, and there was some really good mm. ones. Mm. Fantastic. All right, guys, we'll uh, answer questions next time. Let's wrap it up. It's been an hour and a half. Thank you for spending your time with us. Hope you enjoyed the show. And uh, with that, uh, let's play the outro. Did you buy any wines and take them home? You, you, you can uh, actually sh- uh, I share No, we ended up not. We bought a couple, but just drank them at the Airbnb. Actually, we brought one to the restaurant. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the best white. Meal. It was the best meal. Yeah. What's that? It was the best meal. Best meal. The sushi place, Ico.